on an emerging generation of kings. quite a long read i'm not sure i will read every part of it in the service but i'll give you context for it and i'll guide you through the different aspects the word says from verse one that jesus he basically came to the other side of the sea the country of the gatherings and in the place of the gatherings he had a gathering isn't god intentional that he knows how to gather things in even in your gathering situation right and the bible says that he came out of the boat and immediately there met him out of the tombs a man watch this now that man he had and somebody say one unclean spirit an unclean spirit singular and this man he had his dwelling among the tombs and no one could bind him not even with chains listen now not everybody who says no limits no boundaries is speaking by the spirit of god <laughs> because the truth of the matter is the spirit of god sometimes will put boundaries in your life <laughs> can we talk right now because the reason many people end up being broke is not because they didn't make money, but because they had no boundaries in their spending. Yes, okay, we talk right now. The reason some people get used, hurt, broken, and abandoned is not because they are wicked people, it's because they don't know the boundaries of relationships. So whilst they were thinking that's the guy that would marry me, that's actually the guy that was supposed to connect them to the guy that was supposed to connect them together or give them the seed capital for their business, after which they will not find their husband when they start their business. Can I talk right now? Thank you, PJ. PJ in a PJ, Pastor James in a private jet. <laughs> After obtaining PJ, providential justice. The word says that he was bound with shackles and the chains had been pulled apart by him and the shackles broken in pieces. This guy was basically on the loose. Neither could anyone tame him. And always night and day, he was in the mountains and in the tombs. What was he doing? He was crying out. They're getting on the system, so in a couple of minutes, this will be on. He was crying out with a loud voice and said, What have I to do with you, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? I implore you by God that you do not torment me. For he said to him, Come out of the man, unclean spirit. Then he asked him, What's your name? say my name say my name what's your name and he answered saying baby i love you that's not what it says saying my name is legion why for we are many when we say ask them what is boring okay and he answered saying my name is legion for we're many and he begged him earnestly not to send him out and the bible says that there was a large herd of swine and they begged him to be cast into the large herd of swine which he did the swine ran violently boom, 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 entered into the sea and those who saw the swine the fled they were very scared what's going on about two thousand swine were drowned 
And when he got into the boat and the person that was demon possessed, I mean, they told Jesus basically leave this place. So he got on the boat to leave. The person that was demon possessed begged him that he might be with him, wanted to be with Jesus, go on with him. And guess what Jesus said? He said, no, verse 19, go home to your friends and tell them what great things the Lord has done for you and how he has had compassion on you. And he departed and began to proclaim in Decapolis. Somebody said Decapolis. All that Jesus had done for him and all marvel. Thank you, Lord, for wisdom, revelation, knowledge, insight, for congruent thinking, for lucid thinking, and for potent teaching. That these words will not be the empty words of a casual communicator, but they will be the life-changing, mind-renewing, destiny-enhancing, prophecy-fulfilling words of a sent man. These words will not fall to the ground, but they will will germinate in the fields and the hearts of your people and produce sanity they'll produce wholeness and intelligence in jesus name we have prayed can you amen be louder i wanted to understand something that god is not just interested in quickening your spirit and giving you ginger in your spiritual experience he's very concerned about the state of your mind the state of your mind actually determines the quality of your earthly experience. So the redemptive work is not just futuristic in that you are seated in Christ now in heavenly places and that at the end of the age, your physical body is going to be revitalized, resurrected, regenerated. It is also an ongoing reality. So redemption is not just something about the past or something sequestered to the future. It's an ongoing reality. The word says that whatever the Lord does shall be forever. So an effective believer is not just the one that dances around what Christ did on the cross and dances because he's looking forward to the rapture or the resurrection. He's also the person whose life is a conscious manifestation of the intelligence of God on a daily basis. God did not die for your brain to be deactivated. Can I talk right now? The Holy Spirit is not on the inside of you to bypass, boycott your mind. In other words, a walk of faith is not irrational. It is not the same thing as being drunk. That's why the Bible says, do not walk as those who are drunk or as those who are unwise. He said, walk soberly, walk circumspectly. What does that mean? It means walk by design, walk intelligently. So we have a generation in the church where people are so excited about saying I don't even know how it happened oh God just blessed me that is supposed to be an intervention that happens from time to time the believer should be able to say I sat down with God and gave me a blueprint on how I, I should design the app yeah. oh can we talk now yeah. the believer should be intelligent enough to say there was a one million dollar problem and after I waited on God for three days sick in his face praying in the spirit he led me to a website <laughs> and when I read the website I saw something else and then all of a sudden what happened I'm not sure you want to set that up right now you can just move it move it move that away so it's not a distraction then when we're set for him you put it on there I went on the website and when I got there I knew exactly the information I needed are we here now if you notice the miracles of Jesus he did those miracles almost all of them in partnership with the intelligence of the minds of the people he used so when he said, when he turned water to wine, he didn't just turn arbitrary water to wine and then the water fell from heaven and landed in their cups. He said, you're going to have to use your mind to go fetch the water. 
He said, fill the water pots with water. And after that, I said, draw it and take it to the master of the feast. There is intelligence wired into the operations of God in your life. Your God is not a thoughtless God. He's not a mindless God. He's a thinking God. In fact, one of the scriptures we dance around the most is, for I know the thoughts that I think towards you. Thoughts of good and not of evil to give you a hope and a future. That means that your hope or your future is connected to thinking. God thought. If you are God's child and you're like God, you must think. Are you here now? Paul the apostle said, I thank my God that I pray in tongues more than you all. But you know what it says? He said, I would rather speak one language in my understanding than a thousand in an unknown tongue. He said, because when I pray in tongues, my understanding is what? Unfruitful. So what happens in many charismatic settings and Pentecostal settings, almost all of our prayers start with tongues. Oh, let's pray. Let's thank God. Start by thanking God in the conscious. Are you understanding that? Let your mind think about what you're thanking God for. Because sometimes what happens with the tongues is that our minds are not involved. Now, when your mind is not involved, your spirit is still praying. What is happening is that you are loading up spiritual energy in the spirit, but there's no bridge to deliver into the earth realm. Because your mind is the bridge. God made a promise to Abraham. And he said to Abraham. And you shall all the families of the earth be blessed. That was a promise. That was valid. God knew what he was going to do. But God said for this to come to pass. What am I going to do? So I need to help Abraham's mind. So he took Abraham out. And he showed him natural things that he had made. Number one. God was trying to tell Abraham. Check out my CV. Are you hearing that? Some men are rich in money. God says, I'm rich in stars. Oh, y'all missed that. Y'all missed. Are you hearing this? So people can boast of billions of naira. God can boast of billions of stars. And all the money in the world is yet to be enough to buy just one star. Who am I speaking to this morning? Thinking is essential for you to become what God has called you to do. In fact, when Paul begins to write to the Philippian church in chapter 4 verse 8, he said, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are just, just, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue, he said, think where on these things. He didn't say think of them. He's saying this thing should be the framework, the basis for what you think about. Look at anybody say Think. Oh, look at somebody say, use your mind. Tell somebody, apply your mind. Oh, are you on the mainland? Are you on the mainland? Tell somebody, apply your mind. Oh, <laughs> there's an inside joke my wife and I have about applying your mind. Look at somebody eyeball to eyeball. Say, I know you sing well. I know you play well. I know you do business well. I know you pray in tongues. I know you look good. But apply your mind. Don't just apply your lipstick. Apply your mind stick. Let your mind stick with, with God's plans. Are you seeing what I'm saying? Don't just gloss over it. Don't just blush over the promise. Don't just wear a mask about the promise. Think and let God make over your mind. Don't just wear makeup. Make up your mind. Are we here? Yes, sir. 
once you understand that your mind is so important, you now realize why the enemy is attacking this generation so much. Have you seen the stupendous rise of mental challenges? Do you know that it's so much more difficult for you to concentrate now than when you were in primary school? The average adult right now is more distracted than the average child used to be 20 years ago. Yes. 20 years ago, you wanted to watch television, you had to wait till 4 p.m. Who's old enough to remember that? 4 p.m. And for some of you, your TV had a gate. I don't know if there's anybody who's old enough to remember that TVs used to have gates, like accordion. You see, some of you don't even know what an accordion is. You know that instrument? <laughs> Extreme feminists will say, no, it's not instruments, it's instruments. You have to wait till 4 p.m. and then you see the colored bars long before LGBTQ. <laughs> You see the colored bars. They had to wait in front of the screen. Then the TV actually closed. When the world was sane, 10 p.m., the TV closed. So you can sleep. So you can settle the fights you had with your wife and not distract yourself with Netflix. Can I talk right now? So that you can actually face your life and not be watching porn by 11.30 p.m. Even if your name is Dagreen, Olen will be pump, 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 pump. Look at your neighbor. Say, I'm not suspecting you, but you have your own issues. So the TV actually closed. Now the TV is here. And worse still, everybody's now a broadcaster. Are you seeing this now? Everybody now has a voice. That's good, but now everybody has a microphone. So as long as you feel anything, you can say anything. Including the viruses you need to be cured of. And if you want to know how bad it is, just read almost any comment section on any page. And you're bound to find find somebody I want a mental kiss. Uh, you see what I'm saying? The colonial masters left ago, a long time ago, but they're still colo. But it's K-O now, not C-O. Are we here? So your mind is under pressure. You're wondering what's up. The age you are living in has predisposed you to higher pressure than any other time. Are you here now? Back then you were a pastor, you didn't have a phone. There was a landline for the whole church. And the office hours, Tuesday, counseling, Wednesday. Now, people have pastors' phone lines. Now, (laughs) the moment you're done from the service, someone's like, Pastor, let's take a picture. Are we following this now? WhatsApp. So, for example, I have about 
about almost 5,000 contacts on my phone. I receive about 300 WhatsApp messages every day. Every day. Pressure. Pressure. Now, what's the enemy trying to do? He's trying to ensure that the bridge is blocked. Because if the bridge is blocked, you can't move things between realms. The bridge between the spirit realm, your spirit man, and your life is your mind. So if your mind is cluttered, no matter what the riches of Christ are inside your spirit man, your generation cannot experience it. And the enemy attacks that. The more gifted you are, the more mental issues you're likely going to confront. So think about some of the brightest minds even in music. Elvis Presley. Michael Jackson. Fella. Magic. Are you seeing that now? What do you find? Depression. Drug dependency. Hormonal higiaga. Balabluisms. Are you seeing that now? Now you may not have gone to that extreme, but let me tell you something. How many of you know that it's possible for you not to be addicted on cocaine or drugs, but you are addicted to the limelight? Addicted to the microphone? Yes, sir. Oh, I hope you know. Now, not every minister who comes to minister every Sunday is ministering because they have their hearts in the right place, but some people are so used to the applause of the congregation. Oh, can I talk right now? The enemy attacks the mind. What is the major agent uses? Fear. So Paul writes to Timothy, for God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of love, of power, and a sound mind. Somebody say, I have a sound mind. Media, it would be helpful if you get our system back up in good time. What is the sound mind? A sound mind. Now listen to this. In the word, the word he uses there when he says sound is the word sophronismos. 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 What does it mean? It denotes careful, rational, and sensible thinking. He said that God has given us the spirit of careful, rational, and sensible thinking. In other words, God is not irrational. He is hyper-rational. God is not illogical, he's hypological. In other words, he goes beyond logic. So when God gives you an instruction and it doesn't make sense to you, it does not mean it does not make sense. It means it doesn't make sense to you. It means that your current brain construct and the stage of your mind, your evolution intellectually, is not as sophisticated yet to be able to interpret the depth of the wisdom in that instruction. Let me give you an example. When you go to see a doctor... And I hope the only doctor you see this, this is Dr. Who. Shout out louder. Who's your personal physician? When you go to see that doctor or your physical doctor to confirm that you're well. Come on now. If they're going to administer maybe vitamins or, you know, give you a regime exercise or something. You know, the doctor will explain to you. And say, hey, we're going to give you, give you vitamin C serum or injection or tablets. They will explain to you. And they will say, this could have a side effect or this what They will explain, right? My dad is a vet. Was a vet before he went to be with Jesus. My younger sister, my younger sister is a vet. And she just got a PhD last month. Now, both of them are very passionate about dogs. 
animals and they work on animals like surgery and stuff like that. When they want to work on the animal, they don't explain to the dog. Say, hey dog, I'm about to <laughs> inject you with proper 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 pro pro feeling, whatever the thing is, and it's gonna make you they don't do that, they just part it. Now, does it mean the injection is illogical? Tell me. Does the dog feel is unnecessary because of the pain? Absolutely. But the mind of the dog is not intelligent enough to be able to process the thinking behind it. So instead of the doctor or the, yeah, the vet doctor frustrating himself and the dog and wasting time, he just administers it. The evolution of your mind many times has not reached the point where God will explain everything to you. So he condenses his wisdom and calls that instruction. This is how I know. He says, do not be conformed to this world after salvation, but be what? Transformed by the renewing of your mind which means that even after salvation your mind needs a work done on it otherwise your mind will frustrate what you already own by redemption the common thing between the spiritual man and the carnal man is the mind it has to be spiritually minded is what life and peace to be carnally minded is death when Paul teaches us spiritual warfare, he says a major thing you must deal with is the fact that spiritual warfare has more to do with your mind than any calisthenic expression. I cut, I cut, I cut, I cut. You can jump from now to whenever. If your mind is not jumping based on the revelation of the word, no demon is getting bound. So what does it say? He said that the weapons of our warfare, they are not carnal, but they are mighty through God for what? Pulling down of strongholds. He's saying that they are strongholds that you have built up. Thinking systems, philosophies, isms, ideologies, persuasions about marriages that will cause more problems than the problem in the marriage. Oh, can I talk right now? Because sometimes what breaks the marriage is not the issue. What breaks the marriage is the mental issue that colors the issue and calls it a problem instead of a covenant deepening encounter. Make sense? So, when two broken people get married, you don't get a broken marriage. You get a more divided marriage and broken people trying to make a whole marriage. Because when one over four times multiplies one over four, you don't get one over eight. You get one over 16. That means there's so much more, more less. There's much less below than what there was before. So when you look at the operation of demonic spirits in the Bible, you're going to see some words are synonymous. Jesus said, when you cast them out, cast them into where? The dry places of the earth. So demonic operation comes and one of the things it tries to do is to dry up the environments in which they function. Why? Spirits will lift or reduce the level of their physical environment to their own nature and character. 
An evil spirit brings evil into the space it's in. An unclean spirit brings uncleanness into the space it's in. The spirit of God brings fruitfulness. Why? Galatians 5 says, now the fruit of the spirit is. So the spirit has fruit. So in Isaiah 32, he says, until the spirit be brought forth from on high, and the wilderness becomes what? Eh? fruitful field and the fruitful field becomes a forest is that pulling down strongholds casting down imaginations can I ask you a question where do you imagine things where do you imagine things where do you get that whole idea of ah me I can never do that I can never do this where's that the mind what's that as a stronghold I can't do without coca-cola well, Coca-Cola can do without you. Just keep that in mind. <laughs> That's soft. That's the hard truth about soft drinks. <laughs> Send me my white paper. Come on. Let me develop that. You see what I'm saying? And by the way, if you want to be Sprite, you don't need to do Coke. Because you might end up with a fantasy. <laughs> Some people do cool because they want to be sprite. You see that? Somebody say, I have a sound mind. That's a sound mind. It's a sound mind that produces such. Now, it doesn't mean your own expression of it must be this way. But in your assignment, in your music or your building, your evangelism, your teaching, your leading, your counseling, your coaching, your mentoring, your governing, your mind, the enemy wants to attack it so that it's so damaged and broken that you cannot deliver what God is ushering into the world. Jesus said, I do nothing of my own, but that which I see my father do, that's what I do. Can I tell you something? The power of sight is in your eyes, but the power of vision and recognition is in your mind. So two people can see one thing, depending on how you've been trained and raised, you might not call this a chair. Can I say something? If you say dough, dough to a baker, what does the baker think about? Flour, right? If you said dough to a contemporary person in the culture, I need some dough. What's that? Money. Money. If you said dough to a macro, what does it think about? Tonic sulfur. Is that what? You do? <laughs> you think dough, right? So, same dough, but the interpretation it has to each person is based on the pre-existing construct of their minds. So what does the enemy do? The enemy does not just attack the spiritual realm where the man is fallen. He attacks the mind. So that even though you are now redeemed in Christ, everything Christ is saying you are interpreting through the old mind. Do you see now? This is why Paul said, the things I don't want to do, I find myself doing. The things I want to do, I'm not able to do. And it says, oh wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? Which means I'm under a program that is running. And when you install the program on any device, whether it's Mac, MacBook, or MacRock. I'm worried from the book of Mark. And that actually rocks. 
Once the program is installed, it's not the respect of devices. As a matter of fact, most of us, we are not unaware of the device of the devil, but most of us are unaware of the programs he has installed on those devices. So the Bible gives us a couple of things, different minds. Number one, when the enemy comes and is attacking the mind, what is it trying to do? He's attacking the mind with the virus of fear. The virus of fear. Do you see that even after the Lord shows you his plans for your life, most people are still afraid. Because when Adam fell, and we read that in first service, Genesis chapter 2, I believe verse 10. When God said, Adam, where are you? What's the voice of God, right? Do you know how, how captivating, how comforting the voice of God must be? Now, how many of you hear the voice of your father and you are in dread? Hey, dad is calling me. Some people, if there was trauma or abuse or assault, right? But in a healthy relationship, do you know the voice of your father doesn't scare you? When Adam heard the voice of God, he said, I was afraid and I hid. You know how it is? How you have all those sequences that can distort the voice of a person. Do you see what I'm saying? Oh my gosh. That can give them the chipmunk effect so the sound or it's the same voice but it's been distorted by some buttons. Help us. Because we're online. Alright? The sound is still on. That's rather interesting. So the enemy then, what he seeks to do, listen, don't forget, <laughs> the moment you are born again, you can hear the voice of God. I hope you know that. You can hear the voice of God. You don't have an issue with hearing the voice of God. Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice. And the voice of a stranger, they will not follow. Are you hearing? So what is the issue? You can hear the voice through tampered filters. This is the reason it said that you should test every prophecy. Discern. Which means some voices that are not the voice of God can sound like God. And some voices that are God's voices can sound like he's not God. So what does Paul say? He said those who are mature are those who have their senses exercised by reason of use. Where are your senses? your mind how do you know what garlic smells like it wasn't just the smell somebody taught you told you yeah. this is garlic yeah. so identification and recognition are in the mind yeah. what it means is if I can mess up with your mind if I can play games on your mind let me tell you something the biggest temptations are not sex and drugs and manipulation and all of that the biggest temptations are the perversion and the pollution of the mind. Yeah. Listen, it's not just seduction and sexual stuff. It's also when you get to a point where you think that everything you've accomplished was by your power. And what makes it easier to believe is that you look at someone and you actually have some skills and competences. So now it's easy to believe that you are the master of your own ship and the creator of your own destiny, the ruler of your own fate. You've entered new age without knowing. You've entered new age at your old age. 
are we here? One of the things that Adam does, number one, he creates an opportunity to give you a debased mind. The first kind of mind, there are many kinds of mind, but I want to give us five real quick. Number one, a debased mind. And we see that in Romans chapter 1, 26 to 31. He said, for this reason, God gave them up to vile passions. Why? The word says they did not retain God in their minds. Listen, he didn't say they did not retain God in their spirits. Retaining God in your spirit is the work of the Holy Spirit. He will never abandon that responsibility. Jesus said, yea, I am with you till the end of the age. How is the son with you? The son is with you by the spirit in your spirit. So the spirit of God is always there. So the responsibility of your spiritual aliveness is the Holy Ghost. However, the responsibility of your spiritual consciousness is your assignment. To retain God in your mind. That's why the Bible says in Colossians 3 verse 16, Let the word of God dwell richly where? In you. And then it says teaching and admonishing. You cannot teach and admonish without your mind functioning well. Is that because they didn't retain God in their minds? God gave them up to vile passions. What it means is the way to escape from, from vile passions is not to promise you will never be given to them. The way to escape from vile passions is to retain God in your mind. <laughs> Let me give you an example. Let's assume that somebody is very angry. Let's say you're very angry. You want to slap somebody into pre-colonial Nigeria. <laughs> an anointed slap because you're about to just twa. you know jesus christ him yesterday today and forever you want them to encounter him in the past but as you're about to slap that person you just remember that jesus is physically here will it make a difference yeah are you likely going to slap the person some people are like yeah jesus will approve of it <laughs> but are you likely going to slap the person no. What has happened? Are you still angry? Yes. Do you still have a right to be angry? Yes. Do you still have the age to be angry? Yes. What has changed your action? Yes. The consciousness of the presence of Christ. Yes. Listen, all of us can let ourselves go. I hope you know every human being can do everything. Yes. Every debased thing. I hope you know. Yes. Hey, I can never sleep with a monkey. Don't worry. Maybe you never get to the point where you think it's a possibility. But somebody's reality today. I'm not, I don't mean anything like um, in front of you. It says, for even, help us media with this, Romans chapter 1, 26 to 31. It said, for God, for this reason, God gave them up to vile passions, for even their women exchanged the natural use for what is against nature. Likewise, the men also, leaving the natural use of the woman, burning their lust for one another, men with men, committing what is shameful, and receiving in themselves the penalty of the error which was due. Now, when he's speaking about this, it's just like decent code word for speaking about LGBTQ. Now, by the way, if you have those struggles and those issues and those leanings and those inclinations, God does not condemn you. You are not an outcast. You're not even black-eyed peas, talkless of outcasts. Right? Even though you're a human being, beans, ewa. Black-eyed, you get it? Peas. <laughs> I have to pause sometimes for people to just, oh, ewa, James, say, okay. <laughs> Mainland, are you excited? Somebody shout hallelujah. 
Now look at this. If you're having those struggles, it is not. Someone says I was born that way, not a problem. Even if you are convinced you were born that way, that's why there's a provision called born again. Because let me tell you what, when man fell, everything fell. Man's mind fell. Man's sexuality fell. So there might be, there might be a very tiny, tiny, tiny percentage of persons who were born with some hormonal distortions. And then it leads them to having male-to-male -male attraction, right? Or female-to-female -female attraction. But many times, just an overture, you just, a, a lady can like a lady, it's just, oh, her eyes are so pretty. And from her eyes are so pretty, oh, see her nose. Oh, see her lips. They'll taste good. And the enemy hijacks that and makes it a stronghold because they are meditating on that over and over. Whatever you focus on, you give life to. He says, this is what happened. They were born for one another. And even as they did not like to look at that, they did not like to retain God move on to retain God in their knowledge go to the next verse and even as they did not like to retain God where where does knowledge operate the mind what happens God gave them over to a reprobate mind another one calls it a debased mind to do the things which are not fitting or convenient. If you can give us NKJV, that would be great. To do the things which are not convenient, being filled with all unrighteousness. Then it says, sexual immorality, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness. What else? Full of envy. I need speed media. The people of God need to see the word of God. Full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, evil-mindedness. They are whisperers, backbiters, haters of God, violent, proud, boasters. Boasters. Are you seeing that now? Inventors of evil things. Disobedient appearance, undiscerning, untrustworthy, unloving, unforgiven, unmerciful. How did all these things come into existence? Based mind. Look at your neighbor. Say the Lord is healing your mind today. Oh, don't just look at that person if you can touch them in a godly manner. If you can high five them, if you can notch them, if you can tell the person the Lord is healing your mind today. Tell the person your mind has been redeemed. The person is a debased mind. What's the debased mind? It always wants to consume what it wants. It consumes everything until it consumes itself because it builds a pattern of obsession and consumption. When it does with a girl, it's not enough, it wants two girls. It's not enough, it wants three girls. It wants a whole orgy. Then it wants men in the orgy. Then it wants Cliff, Clifford orgy in the orgy. And then he will come, okay, we talk now. Then he wants dogs and cats in the orgy. Then he wants a man and a toy in the orgy. Then he wants a robot and Robocop in the orgy. Are we here now? Look at your neighbor say, I know you have no idea what pastor is talking about but you have the mind of Christ you have the mind of Christ it's all about the reprobate mind what it means is what many people then do is that they try to stay away from the acts but they don't deal with the facts so we have a church of actors look at your neighbor say I'm not one of them 
We learn to act right, but we've not re-engineered the mind to live out righteousness as the organic interpretation of my new life. Are we getting what I'm saying? So we know how not to wear the makeup so that we can make up for the shortfall in their perception of our righteousness. Or we wear the long skirts not knowing that even the veil was torn. Okay, we're talking now. Because what God wants to do, he doesn't want to give you a repainted behavior. He wants to give you a renewed mind. Why do you renew your mind? Because the old mind is no longer valid to enter into certain places. Your mind is like a passport. Your passport after four years, even if it's still neat and is visa free, you cannot use it to travel. It has expired. Even if your mind is morally right, but not spiritually alive unto what God is doing now, your mind still needs renewal. For it to travel into the places where God wants you to go. Oh, is somebody hearing what I'm saying? Oh, as we begin to advance in this revelation, somebody's mind is to have the innocence of a child, the purity of God, and the power of possibilities beyond what you have seen before. If it's not you, say nothing and do nothing. But if it's you, shout, my mind is healed. I didn't say say it, I said shout that my mind is healed. The second kind of mind we're seeing in the Bible is an anxious mind. And for many people, their mind is not debased. For many believers, their minds are anxious. You see this in Luke chapter 12, 27 to 32. He says, consider the ladies how they grow, they not toil nor spin. Yet I say to you, even Solomon, all of his glory was not arrayed like one of these ones. If then God so clothes the grass which today is in the field and tomorrow is thrown into the oven. How much more will he clothe you? Oh, you have little faith. And do not seek what you should eat or what you should drink, nor have an anxious mind. Don't have an anxious mind. Many believers have an anxious mind. Ah, I'm 32 and I'm not married. I wish I was married five years ago. You would have married a witch. Because five years ago, you didn't know which was which. <laughs> if you don't practice witchcraft, witchcraft do you practice? <laughs> Are you see what I'm saying? The word says in Philippians 4 verse 6, be anxious for... Oh, dollar is high. Dollar is high. Dollar is high. Dollar is high. Oh, my dollar. And it's now be your money that will be high. Are you seeing what I'm saying? The one who has seen all of time and all of eternity, past, present, and future, has summed all the adversities, all the complexities, all the next surprises, and has said, not even the worst thing that could happen, that has happened, and that is happening, warrants your anxiety. In other words, anxiety is not only a disrespect to God, it's a waste of your creativity. Could it be possible that sometimes the enemy borrows ideas from you on how to attack you by what you have thought he's going to do to you? Because don't forget, the enemy is not omnipotent and it's not omniscient. So you can create the thoughts in your mind and then you speak it out and the devil goes, come on, that's a great idea. Job 3.25, Job said, that which I have greatly feared has come upon me. 
So whilst Job was offering sacrifices, they were tainted with a desire to prevent what the devil was not even planning. (laughs) An anxious mind. Number three, a carnal mind. Romans 8, 5 to 8. It says, for those who live according to the flesh, what do they do? Romans 8, verse 5. Those who live according to the flesh, they do set their minds, verse 5, set their minds on the things of the flesh. Who's, who's working with a, with a prompter today? The person is... I didn't know what's going on. Like somebody said, receive a sound mind. <laughs> For those who live according to the flesh, what do they do? Let me tell you what spirituality is. Spirituality is not, I read my Bible seven hours a day. It's not, I did 24 hour prayer. People do 24 hour prayer and they'll go and fornicate right after that because they've built hormones that need to be released. You don't know. That some of your greatest temptations come after your greatest performances or sins of consecration. Because the body is a factory of chemicals. It's producing stuff that needs to be expressed. Ah, just the play. So if you don't understand the intelligence and the technology of godly outlets, <laughs> you will be too late. And do things in the toilet. Anybody that's looking too serious, you're a suspect. Are we getting this? Help me so I can, I can land. Are we getting something here? What is spirituality? This is very simple. Spirituality is setting your mind on the things of the Spirit. That's what it is. Spirituality is not, I don't hug women. There are people that don't hug, but they have other things they stick into them. Say, so we did not hug. Spirituality is not, I wear long skirts. I'm way. Spirituality is not, see the size of my Bible. <laughs> hey, Abiyabu. Under the cover. Spirituality is setting your mind on things of the Spirit. Canality is not, I preach well, I sing well, I don't watch movies. That's not canality. Or rather, a canality is not, I watch movies. I do this. No. It's setting your mind on the things of the flesh. So what determines whether you're spiritual or not is not the activity. is the consciousness of your mind. Can I propose to you? In Matthew chapter 4, when the devil comes to tempt Jesus, I hope you know that it was not a serpent with a fanged tooth that slithered on the rock. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Time to the Listen, even if you're a fool and the snake says stones, it's not a temptation. You will use the stone to kill the snake. Do you understand? Mind games. Because your deepest temptations will wrap themselves in your natural inner conversations. Are you getting the point? How does the Holy Spirit speak to you? He sounds like a voice on the inside of you. How does the devil tempt you? He gets in your head. So it can sound like the voice of your desire. 
Oh yeah, someone needs a leather arm. Say up another thing. Then when they get up, ah! like the backlog. <laughs> so the enemy showed him stones. Like, ah, boy, this thing looks like I could give bread. Though. Sorry, like Jerusalem bread. And I just done it now. When he showed him the kingdoms of the world, the Bible says he showed him all the kingdoms of the world. From where Jesus stood, he couldn't see all the kingdoms of the world. So he took him on an imaginative tour of all of the civilizations of man's progression and said, if you just do like this, I'll give it to you. Why? At that time, the devil still had the sea of old, the certificate of occupancy of the earth because man had fallen. And in that fall, there was a transaction. It was a bad deal. He sold Adam. He sold the entire universe, the title deed, for his appetites. Are you following that? That's a canal mind. Number four. A double mind. The double-minded. James chapter 1, 5 to 8. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith with no doubt and why. For he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. Why? Oh, I thought someone was reading with me. Why? Everybody look into the word. Why? He is a double-minded man. Unstable in all his ways. As I begin to attempt to land this plane, can I propose to you that the enemy knows that if I want to wreck a life, I need to drag that life into one of these four kinds of minds. Either I cause it to be, what's the first mind? Debased mind. Number two, anxious mind. Number three, carnal mind. Number four, double-minded. If the enemy gets my mind in any of the spaces, he has started to fracture my possibilities. And this is what happens to the man in our texts. The real issue with this man was that the enemy was trying to take over his mind. Just like a terrorist, he actually masquerades as a passenger in an aircraft. But the agenda of the terrorist is looking good, is looking all nice, is that he really wants to hijack the plane and he wants to crash land the plane. Are you following? So he gets the tickets. Be careful what you give the ticket to your mind, to your aircraft. Because some movies are harmless until... You discover that they actually perverted your consciousness of what marriage should look like. You give them a passport. The man in our text, Jesus appears. The word says the man had what? An unclean spirit. But when Jesus asked, who are you? He said, we are legion. What has happened? One man. Two minds. After two months, because doubling your mind is learned helplessness, I hope you know. The more indecisive you are, the more indecisive you tend to be. So you have experience and indecision. So you are in two minds about who to marry. Now you marry the person, but you are in one marriage with two minds. Yeah. Are you here? Yes, sir. So there are two personalities relating with your husband. The one that married him and the one that is not sure whether you should have married him. 
Then you give birth to a child and the husband is in two minds about who the father of the child is. And it begins to go down from generation to generation. The word says the man had an unclean spirit. Yet when Jesus interviews him, he has three to six thousand demons. What has happened? One unclean spirit can mobilize three thousand more. Hallelujah. <laughs> Was that a hallelujah point? <laughs> I'm not quite sure what revelation. Okay. <laughs> because don't forget. Even when Jesus asked him, what's your name? Jesus does not say, what are your names? Yeah. It takes just one unclean spirit to speak for the rest. Yeah. Oh my God. High five somebody say, we're going to get that spirit out today. That spirit has been following you from primary school, secondary school. It's not possessing you because you are redeemed and you're sanctified. It's not on the inside of you. But it knows the environments where you're vulnerable, where you're weak, where you're anxious. Where he can get it to worry about what God has already spoken concerning you. That spirit will have no more voice in your life. No more room in your life. No more expression in your life. No more possibilities in your world. If you don't believe, do nothing, say nothing. And keep on sitting down if you believe it. Can you humble look for three people right about? now and tell them my mind is being healed my mind is being healed God is sorting me out God is working on my mind they asked this man what's your name he said my name is legion why I have a legion of thoughts I have a legion of indecisions I have a legion of secrets I have a legion of failure I have a legion of this and of that so what is your name Help me, I'm preaching. What is your name? Legion. It was one unclean spirit. But you know, when you make people comfortable in your house, they'll bring their friends. Then their friends will bring their friends. And after a while, if they live long enough, they will bump again. I hope you're hearing. Now, what was the issue with this man? Don't take me there. Preaching. What was the issue with this man? They said they tried to bind him. See, he said a double-minded man is unstable. In how many ways? All. All. Do you see? Have you noticed that many people in this generation struggle to complete anything? Have you noticed? Write the book. You can't finish writing it. Okay, write the song. If it said, I'll give you a free studio session. I'm not sure it still does that. But it's a half freebie. Let me go and meet him. Maybe if you're like exceptional, I don't know. I don't know how it was. But have you met people that are very gifted? Let's do a session. They're nowhere to be found. What is going on? Double-minded. A mm. mind says, I can sing. The other one is criticizing you. You can't really sing. See your voice like dog, sing, mm. dog voice. What if that's the sound the world is looking for? Oh. Afro beats is everywhere now. But one time Afro was beaten. Now Afro is beating the record. Because when God makes you an organic gift, he plants you in the soil of your season. So why do you think that what God has given you is unwanted? You were wanted and needed. That's why God brought you into the field of play. So be a striker. And not a defensive midfielder. Defensive and in the middle. (laughs) 
unstable. This guy was unstable. Just like that one that the Bible speaks about. That he had a deaf and dumb spirit. He says sometimes he would throw himself in the water. And sometimes in the fire. Unstable. Many people these days oscillate and vacillate. It's a sign of an unhealed mind. Oh, I'm still checking this out. Okay, you can do that for a week or two. Two years later. So what's happening? I'm still checking it out. I want to travel. Eh, where? I don't know. I'm still checking. Okay. Six months later, I'm still trying to travel. That's now time travel. Okay, and we're talking right now. I'm still praying about. Listen, many times when people say they are still praying about it, they are not really praying about it. They are in double mindedness. What they need to do is what the mandate, the Bible says, they try to put chains around him, but the chains couldn't work. In other words, when people easily break regulations, routines, boundaries, when it's easy, many times the mind is not stable. Don't leave me dry. Do you see what I'm saying? And people just think that's where I am. No. It says in the beginning it was not so. What has happened? Society's pressure has fractured the mind. Decimated concentration. Most people, their attention span is shorter than that of a goldfish. Yes, scientifically proven now. So, one of the most captivating and one of the greatest media of enslavement in the world today is the technology. Someone gets paid. Has paid, gotten paid hundreds of millions of dollars for it. And I think he's going to keep getting that. It's called uh, Endless Scroll. Wasn't it? It's, there's an S word. It's not Endless, was it? Infinity Scroll. Do you know, if you remember 10 years ago, maybe 15 years ago, about 10 years ago, if you open the web page, you open the page, you read what you want to read, and you click out. X is gone. Most people don't remember that you actually used to close windows. Now on almost any platform, it's infinity scroll. You keep scrolling, it has no end. This is the reason you can mindlessly scroll on any page for 30 minutes. Yet, when it's time to do a 15 minute devotional plan, your mind is still running to go and catch up on what you didn't read up from 30 minutes of, are you seeing something has happened to the mind? And listen, they developed that technology. You can watch, you can watch documentaries about it. They developed that technology on the back of research. So they actually worked on how drugs and porn hooks the mind and they installed the same systems and protocols in online technology. There are more addicts to technology than substance abuse. Are you getting what I'm saying? Let God use you. Are you getting what I'm saying? Jesus encounters him. Now somebody's wondering, Jesus comes, the Bible says when it says Jesus, he runs and he worships. You know why? The manifestation of Jesus commands the salutation of every spirit being. Every. So even in his mental deformity, when Jesus shows up, the spirits can discern. That's why before he didn't have a choir, he didn't have an organ, he didn't have a microphone, he didn't have anything. They said, have you come to torment us? Why is he saying that? Look at this. 
The Bible says the perfect love casts out all fear, but fear has what? Torment. So this man was driv driven where? Into a dead place, the tombs. Because of torment. And he was tormentous because he violated the people that kept him closed. Now this spirit of torment comes and says, Jesus, and says, have you come to cast us out? Have you come to torment us? What casts out demons? What casts out fear? John says, perfect love. Cast out. Say it. Say it. That means when love is perfected, it's as good as a deliverance service. the many ties and many mental issues get into people's lives through people that they love who, be, who are people that play the greatest mind games who abuse the most those who are around why the enemy is trying to twist and pervert the concept of love to install his fear so that the next time you see the manifestation of organic and authentic love you reject it because a form of godliness that lacked the power was already contaminated in your mind. Are we getting the point? So the last mind that God wants you to have, and that's the only mind God wants you to have, is a sound mind. That's a spiritual mind. Do you notice that when he bows and he worships Jesus? Bows and worships Jesus. Jesus said, unclean spirit, get out of him. Jesus said, unclean spirit. Not unclean spirits. There are some issues that once you resolve in your life, all the other issues are sorted. Domino effect. And I was wondering, why is Jesus asking him, what's your name? Why? Because when you want to engage people's minds, you ask them questions. You don't know who's paying attention until you ask a question. That's why in school, when it was two times table, everybody was two times one, chorus answer. What lets me know the spirits you carry are the answers you supply to the questions that life asks you. Oh my gosh. Come on, don't sleep on this. If your answer is panic, that's not the spirit of God. Because questions will expose the spirits you carry. How do I know? How did they know that there's an excellent spirit in Daniel? They asked him questions. Life's problems are an interview. Your answers will determine your promotion. I know why you're looking. Why are you looking sober? Like this, this is something to shout about. It's deep. <laughs> You know what Jesus said? Deliver us the guy. The word says, they told Jesus, please leave our territory. You would imagine that people want to be delivered. But John said, men love their darkness. Do you know why they would say, leave our territory? Somebody, watch this, was profiting from the insanity of that man. Do you know why there's so much nudity and drug abuse? Somebody is profiting from keeping a whole generation stuck on their phones. 
so their minds cannot question demonic policies that are being blatantly sponsored in every movie now on Netflix. Why are they prescribing antidepressants to five and six year olds? Somebody is profiting from the pharmaceutical wealth because if I get you hooked on any kind of drug before you used to be meth and cocaine at 16 and 17 and alcohol at 18 but now they're introducing antidepressants and hormonal changes hormone boosters at 6 in other words watch this if I get you on my medication from 18 and you live up to 68 or 78 that's 60 years of profiteering but if I get you at 5 your whole life I have money in your budget this is the reason somebody's mind must be healed and begin to disrupt the works of the wicked somebody's mind is to download God's answer to depression not only in terms of casting it out but how do you create structures that protect the minds of people how do you sponsor movies that are enjoyable but there's no nudity in it? Because there was a time. But there's been a gradual erosion. Better still, somebody needs to be the person whose mind is so healthy that they create the net next Netflix. Why are you praying for your movie to be on Netflix? when God has the ability of creating a metaverse version that will revolutionize even the mental space. Is anybody blessed today? Jesus said, the word says that they saw the man seated, clothed, and in his right mind. The three things that many people in this generation lack. Most people don't know how to sit again. So they are in a church. Thank God for what God is doing in Kings and how many of you have been around from the beginning from me for two, three years. But many people, they're in a church after six months, they can't sit again. They need 30 hours to craft a proposal. They cannot sit again. Something is more exciting. That's the first operation of demonic operations. They can't sit. Restlessness. Number two, many people are now naked. Naked. Like just see. They want to keep abreast with the going on. Goings on. The most high, but they, they are the most thigh. Right? Thick belts. Then you sit at the party. Why are you looking at me? Keep your eyes to yourself. Come on, keep your thighs to yourself. Are you here? And number three, most people are not in their right minds. Anorexia, insomnia, schizophrenia, bipolar disorder, ADHD. the Lord heals minds in this place today your minds are not just healed you are going forth as healers you're going forth as healers you're going forth as deliverers you're going forth as voices you're going forth as change makers can we set this up you're going forth as change makers in the name of Jesus please can you place your hands on your head right now
and let that be a contact point for the Christ that you carry the Christ on the inside of you and I don't know what it is but listen some of us grew up with parents mothers fathers who couldn't sleep maybe till now your mom can't sleep your dad can sleep maybe your dad was stuck on alcohol and you were exposed to that for many years and many years and many years and the enemy is trying to speak into your head and is trying to convince you that you will not be saying that you will never deliver on the promises of God but as you feel the pressure of your own palm on your own head right now just say Holy Spirit I open up to you I open up to you I block every impediment I limit every pathway of the enemy I impose the kingdom of God upon my head upon my mind every illicit thought every perverse thought every thought that brings death and not life I repel and I expel if there are pathways in my thinking that have jeopardized my future jeopardized my growth my my expression of the graces and gifts of God on the inside of me I bring an end to the obstruction today I uproot the pathways and I I reroute them replant them in the name of Jesus somebody pray in a few seconds patterns of procrastination are being healed now if you know what happened that man he loved Jesus so much after what Jesus had done for him he said let me come with you you know what Jesus said he said don't come with me go to other places in other words listen now Jesus is saying I didn't deliver you from one addiction to make my physical presence your next addiction. I delivered you from this addiction so that you carry my my testimony in your life to those who need you as badly as you needed me a few hours ago. The people that need you, thank you for responding to the call. Thank you. And see, for some of you, what God is calling you to do does not look glamorous. That's because you are thinking carnally. You're trying to use the likes on social media to measure the impact of your ministry. God says there are people that need you. And do you know what he sent them to? Ten cities. Where did he say, tell them, go and tell them what the Lord has done. Your songs, what the Lord has done. Right? Uh, come and see. Yeah. Did you produce that? beautiful song now you know what he said take that testimony and go and tell 10 cities you know what we're saying one organic encounter is visa enough to 10 cities you can share the same message and the same testimony and 10 different kinds of settlements will respond ask him where his songs have traveled to you'll be amazed at royalties from Japan one song. It's not about the money, it's about the meaning of the life of Christ and expression. Lord, I proclaim that there is healing upon every mind here. Every heart is healed. All of our minds are healed. Thank you, Spirit of the Most High God. In Jesus' name we have prayed. It's okay to give God glory and praise. Generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings. 
To join this growing community of kings, visit www.kingdomcentral.org and send your full name and email address to 0908-123-4566. One more thing, someone you know needs this. Kindly share this out.